first ever libertarian head of state was elected, showing hope for future of the world. Elon Musk sues Media Matters for false reporting about X. Donald Trump is attacked for being a fascist again. All that and more on this week's episode of Contemporary Insanity. The views expressed in the following episode do not reflect the opinions or values of Kentucky Wesleyan College. Thank you. Please don't sue us. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Braden Jennings. I'm John Payment. And welcome to back to this week's episode of Contemporary Insanity, a show that highlights and discusses the realm of American politics and interviews guests on the origins of their own political beliefs. All right. Good morning, John Payment. How are you doing today? Morning, Braden Jennings. It was <laughs> right. had an eventful, eventful week. Yeah, eventful weekend. Lots of stuff happened right before Thanksgiving. It's the best time for stuff to happen. In the in the midst of all the chaos of traveling, yeah, everybody can research the, how the world's ending. Or not if if you're reporting before a holiday weekend, that's when uh, that's where news stories go to die. <laughs> <laughs> that and Fridays. So, so what's the big what's the big ticket item big on ticket, this week? Big ticket item: Libertarians are getting electoral wins in Argentina. <laughs> Javier Milley. Do you think that he's just a placeholder, or do you think? It'll I, last. I hope he's the real deal. From what he's from all from his entire campaign, he seems like the real deal. But libertarians have been screwed in the past by people that seemed like the real deal. And well, he's made it clear out. that he hates big government and bureaucracy. Yes, so that's a good sign. All of his things were uh, one of his campaign events. He went out into a crowd with a chainsaw. Uh, another event, he dressed <laughs> up like a superhero. I saw the chainsaw. He was like waving it around. Did you see a superhero <laughs> costume? No. It was awesome. He's in like all black with yellow stuff going on. Nice. He's got a staff. <laughs> so I'm not familiar with how their government works. So I mean, I know they have presidents. It's very how similar much power- to ours. Okay. The president has to get stuff done through the legislature. President is uh, president's chief executive. So he runs the executive branch, he runs the military. And then they have so a it's legislature. A liberal democracy. Yeah. They have a judiciary and legislature that do everything else. Right now, his party only has 6% of the legislature. So when he's getting stuff done, it's going to have to be tamped down. But hopefully, he still gets all of his executive branches removed. He wants to effectively destroy Social Security, uh, state funded health care. Wants to get rid of the state-funded oil companies, state-run media, state-run TV. Uh, he wants to cut ties with China. He's a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I mean, the state has been in disarray over the past couple of years. They have the economic collapse. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm assuming that they've bounced back from that somewhat. No, not at all. It's been run by socialists for 40 years. They have an inflation rate of 143%. Holy shit. That is why they were ready to elect a libertarian. They're so done with the government. Yeah, so it seems like chaos has to ensue on a massive scale for them to actually consider <laughs> voting in a libertarian. Sadly, hopefully America gets there before our economic collapse. That's why we just need chaos to ensue. No, no we need to get a libertarian <laughs> before the chaos. <laughs> That's not how it works. You, you see, You see how it works. Yeah, but hopefully... It's always going to be two-party unless something insane happens. It's not entirely true. What's-his-face is doing good. RFK is doing good. But he's not going to win. He might. He's pulling at 20-something percent. You need somebody who's... Well, 
I don't know. There's three factors that go into American presidencies, like trying to get elected. You need to be, you need to have a crazy rhetoric, so you have to be entertaining. What's that book? Is it Entertaining America? By who? Oh, I'm not sure the author. But basically the whole argument is that Americans like chaos and they like figures who are entertaining, and that's what gets elected. Because you can look at, I mean, look at the last 15 years of people who get elected in either Congress or the president. Trump was, I guess, yeah, the so best we, example we of We just that. need a Javier Milley go out there with a the chainsaw doing wacky stuff. Right now the closest uh, person to him we have is Vivek Ramaswamy. And he's I don't think he's as radical. There. He's entertaining, but I don't think he's as radical. No, he wants to cut a lot of stuff. <laughs> he likes the free trade that Trump doesn't like. That's their main difference. Do you think he'll succeed? No. Trump is winning the primary 100%. <sighs> yeah. I don't think Biden will get reelected. No, I'm, I'm hoping for 2028 Vivek. Do you think he has a shot? What if Vivek's his VP? Then he really has a shot in 2028. And uh, Coolidge started as a, out as a VP, and he did good. Well, that's um, A lot of presidents have. Yeah. Reagan was a VP. Um, Biden Nixon was a VP. Was Nixon, Nixon a VP? Yeah, he was, yeah. He was Eisenhower's VP. Yeah, he was Eisenhower's VP. Um, um, I mean, yeah, I think he has a good shot. I Do you think... His race has to do with anything? Do you think that hinders some people from voting for him? No, not 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 today. I don't know. Fox. I've seen articles. I think Fox published one that said, and I don't obviously agree with this, but they said that um, he just is representing the Indian state and he's a nationalist for India. That's a bunch of nonsense. And he's going <laughs> to try and assume the role, his role as president in the United States, no, to Fox, just give aid to India. Fox News is bending down to Ron DeSantis at this point. They have, they aren't real media. They're, they lost Tucker. They lost all reputation when they fired Tucker for speaking his mind. Man, I love Tucker. Have you been watching him on podcasts? Sometimes I've, I've seen, uh, I've seen his Zen promotion mostly. On Theo Vaughn's podcast when he's talking yeah, about nicotine. Theo Vaughn and ne- uh, Nelk boys, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's funny, and he's appealing, and he, even though he comes from wealthy parents, and that's what's interesting. He was born in San Francisco. He was raised in California. Yeah. It's not like, you know, a lot of these Republicans were born in, like, Texas or Florida or somewhere in the South. So a lot they, of the media. they shit on California and all these blue states, but they never have actually lived there. He lived there. Well, a lot of the media pundits are from California. Like uh, Knowles uh, lived in California for a while. Ben Shapiro lived in, was raised in California. Yeah, he was. He was raised in L.A. Yeah. California has more Republicans than any any other state. Do you think they just grow up seeing it turn to shit and then they move out? Yes. That's what they all say. They're like, yeah, I love California, but it sucks now. So I went to Florida or Tennessee or Texas. Well, California has its appeal. Like I can get, other than the insane tax rate, I can see why people would want to live there. I mean, maybe not in LA, but like San Diego, like the weather's great. You have the beaches, you have the nightlife, you have the culture. Yeah, it was a center. It has, you can, you know... In some parts of California, you can go skiing and then go to the beach on the same day. Yeah, it was also the center of American culture until very recently. 
now that culture is leaving Hollywood and going online, um, Austin, Texas is becoming the center. Which well, Austin, Texas has now become the center for comedy. Joe Rogan moving it's to become Austin. The center for everything. There's uh, Tesla has all their stuff there now. Uh, SpaceX is headquartered in Texas. A bunch yeah. of media companies are moving down there. I mean, shit. Just think about all the people that have moved to Austin. Post Malone, I think, lives there now. Yeah. Rogan lives there. Um, I think Lex Friedman lives there, or he has a home there or a condo or yeah. something. Most com- like any comedian you can think of, Tom Segura lives there. Yeah, they all moved down because of Rogan, and then all the tech <laughs> people moved down because of Musk. Yeah, I know. I know people that who are from Owensboro that have moved down there because like they got an engineering degree and there's all kinds of engineering jobs yeah. that are opening. Um, I think one of them's working for Tesla. Um, I don't know. That's what I wish Kentucky would get. I wish we could somehow convince large CEOs or you know huge companies to come we build. Need to get here. rid of our Democrat governor first. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> Although apparently he brought jobs, apparently. Yeah, he's bringing like union jobs though. Uh, all the big ones aren't union. Like Tesla's not union, SpaceX won't unionize. But we need tech. We need big tech. Yeah. That's the future at least. Um, sorry. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know what else what do we have any other stories? Got Elon Musk suing Media Matters because they they made a bunch of accounts on X, followed uh, places like Apple and Walmart and stuff, and then also followed fascists and then took screenshots when the ads from Apple popped up next to fascist accounts and said that X is promoting fascism. Well, according to the Washington Post, this article says, What is Media Matters? The liberal watchdog sued by Elon Musk X. Let's see. The nonprofit Media Matters for America has been known for its aggressive criticism of conservative outlets and journalists. Aggressive, cons- aggressive criticism just means lying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it has worked to get advertisers to boycott Fox News, but the liberal ab- advoc- advocacy group is now being sued by Elon Musk's ex after Media Matters released a report showing advertisements appearing beside pro-Nazi content on the platform. But this is so dumb, because how many times has... Elon talked about this. He's like, the only way to get freedom of speech is by allowing all speech. Well, it's not just that. They they curated their feeds to put fascist things next to the ads. And then they went to those ad companies and said, hey, Elon Musk is promoting fascism next to your stuff. Leave the site. So millions of dollars of ad revenue left X because of that. Uh, there's a few media corporations, or um, Rumble, Babylon B, and uh, Timcast are all. I think Rumble's doing a million dollars, and then Babylon B and Timcast are both doing uh, twenty-five or two hundred fifty thousand dollars of ads to try to stopgap it. But it's not enough. We lost. They lost millions of dollars in ad revenue because so media, media matters lied. So this company, Media Matters was using X's own algorithm to make it appear that there was all these pro-Nazi groups next to these ad campaigns, yes, like they, they were supporting them. Yep, they followed the Nazi accounts, 
and then they followed the accounts with the ads so that they would show up next to each other in their feeds. That and Elon Musk shows us all in the lawsuit. I read a chunk of it. Um, it's pretty detailed. Rumble is also uh, suing now because Media Matters and other uh, organizations did a similar thing to them where they uh, said that they were promoting Nazism, so you need to boycott the site. Yeah, it says, The lawsuit filed by X in Texas claims interference with contract business disarrangement and interference with prospective economic advantage, argues that Media Matters manipulated the X algorithm by following 30 accounts made up of only controversial users and large companies, then undertaking excessive scrolling and refreshing. Yeah. So essentially what we both what yeah. we both said. It's and not complicated. I mean, no, what I, they did... So what, ex- what exactly Elon's suing them for? Uh, fraud, effectively. Not defamation, fraud? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I th- I think it's fraud and, and defamation. Uh, the attorney general in Texas and in uh, Missouri have also filed fraud charges against Media Matters now because of this. So they aren't only getting sued uh, civilly, they're also getting criminal uh, cases as well. So Media Matters is going under. It's nice to see the right pushing back against all these fraudulent legal cases that are being brought against. Yeah, we're finally right. pushing back. They're we because we I mean the right's been getting sued and not doing well for a long no, time. No, they've been sued and slandered. We got Alex Jones that got sued for <laughs> twenty minutes of talking about Sandy Hook. And twenty minutes talking about Sandy Hook. And I think they took four years of four-hour-a-day podcasts. It took the 20 minutes out and sued him over it. Liberals have too much time on their hands. <laughs> yeah, they get, uh, it's, it's Soros backing. You could look at Media Matters. Media Matters has got um, a few, I think, a few million dollars from George Soros. Nice. Yeah, just to attack people on the right. That's their entire thing is attacking people on the right. Uh, I think they have a little, um, $11 million liquid uh, money right now. That in liquidity, yeah, I think Elon Musk is gonna get. So it, it's good. We're fighting back. They're on the route. It's time to break them. I'm not hopeful. Why? why? This is this, this is, is gonna the, turn into. It's, we're gonna end up being. Uh, this is the Dor- white pill. Orwellian state. This is the white pill of the decade. We're finally have them on the route. It's time to charge, boycott bad companies, support people that support your values. So buy from, uh, go to X, sign up on X, go to Rumble, subscribe to people on Rumble. If you want to get news, go Timcast or Daily Wire. If you want children's content, go to Daily Wire's Banky. There's so many. (laughs) There's so many places you can get stuff and not support the other side. Daily Wire, please sponsor our podcast. <laughs> they're they're only, nice. only two hours south of us. Yeah, I know. Um, that should be our goal. We should try and get on the Daily Wire. We should get them to <laughs> upload our podcast. That would be fun. We're supporting right ideology. Um, well, you don't. You're a libertarian. Someone. But you side with the you. But you side with the right on a lot of things. Yeah, as do most libertarians. Yeah. Um. Have you ever 
heard about the realist view versus the liberal view in terms of like foreign policy? I haven't read deep into it, but I've heard the distinction. Well, there's like three factors that archetype the liberal view of foreign policy and geopolitics. And I think it's good to recognize them. I know one of them is the democratic peace theory. I think there may be another word, but it essentially means like if all nations were a a liberal democracy, then war would not exist. And I'd like to know your opinion on that. Because, you know, America is a liberal democracy, yet we do not shy away from war. But the argument is that we do so because we fear communism, but we're but the argument against it is that we're expansionist. So if you put this down on a more local level, if everyone had the same moral values, there would be no conflict in the society. So if you go globally and you say every country had the same values, there would be no uh, conflict. I, I'd agree with that. What do you think your solution to world peace is? There isn't a real one. <laughs> so do you think world peace is a liberal idea and not a realist idea? World world peace is a pipe dream. It's never going to happen. It's never going to occur. Unless, unless one country conquests the rest of the world and forces them to convert to their ideology and their religion, it's not going to happen. There's no peaceful solution to world peace. So, in our lifetime, we'll never see world peace. Not unless World War Three starts and we crush everyone. Do you think that nuclear Armageddon could bring world peace? If there was one sole nation left? Yeah, if there was one sole nation left, there's no one else to fight. What if we just blew out, blew ourselves back into our primal homo sapien ways? Although we're homo sapiens. What... I guess Neanderthal yeah, ancestors. Neanderthal, cave, caveman. What if we just all receded back to cave pe- being cave people? Oh well, yeah, it's uh, and we destroy technology. It's what government. what's his face said. Um, guy, who's the guy with that? Uh, Albert Einstein. It's what Albert Einstein said. I don't know what weapons World War Three will be fought with, but World War Four will be fought with uh, sticks and stones. <laughs> There's no so if. If we destroy everything and there's nothing left standing, we will rebuild separate societies around the world and there will be conflict again. The only way to get world peace is for one country to come out dominant over the rest and control them all, which isn't going to happen and I don't support happening. I think we should keep what we have safe and isolate ourselves. But... Isn't there a fear that if we come become complacent and we choose to withdraw ourselves from all nations and not be the world police? I'm talking about the United States in specific. Okay. There would be China and Russia would see that and go on a global conquest to take over all of Western Europe and the rest of the world. I never see a land war with America. Their, their ideologies don't work in the long run. So both countries will fall eventually. They can't sustain a war against anyone else. If the whole world was communist, you don't think it'd work? No. 
You think there would just be a revolt? Well, history, I don't think be a revolt. Well, history I says that communists don't last. Yeah, tens of millions, or if they took over all of Asia, Africa, and Europe, billions of people would die, and America would be left standing here. We would keep our strong military. We would keep policing our trade routes because that's what we have historically done. That's why the U.S. Navy exists, because of the Barbary Wars. And we would keep our military here to stop people from coming over here and fucking with us. Well, that's my opinion. I think that in the Middle East, there is no solution. A, a disarray or a complete annihilation of the Middle East while it sounds horrible, is probably the only real solution. We can't leave the we can't leave the Middle East and not suffer some blowback. Yeah, they believe as hard in their ideologies as I believe in mine. So, but if we leave, someone else is just going to take over. If we leave, the Middle East is just going to be occupied by China or Russia. No, it's not because those people don't want to be occupied by either. So then, we it would just be Russia's problem. Yeah. No one can handle controlling that. Russia tried to invade Afghanistan. They failed. They failed because we helped them. They would have failed anyway. It would have been a slower failing, but they would have failed anyway. No one can control that region of the world. Do you think that stems from the religion? Do you think it all goes back to religion? Well, it goes back to religion. There's been a conquest to control Muslims and relinquish their dominance over the Holy Land since... Abraham, uh, not Abraham, <laughs> since uh, Muhammad was given the Quran in the temple. Yeah. There's always been, there's always been a hatred for the Jews, the Christians, and the Muslims. Well, yeah, they've been. That's what it stems back to. Everything that's happened post the development of um, the Islamic religion has been the cause. And I'm not saying, that, uh, I'm not calling for a genocide of all Muslims or Jews or Christians. I'm just saying that's where, that's what it stems from. It's, it's not just religion. It's also culture of the region, the culture in Afghanistan and in Iran and, uh, and other places in the Middle East are strong individualists as in they, they like staying within their community. They don't want to be controlled by someone else. That's why the British had a decent amount of success in Afghanistan. They went there and said, okay, guys, we technically control you, but you're completely in charge. Do whatever you want. When Russia went in, they said, hey, guys, we're in charge. Now you're going to be communists. And the people didn't like that. So they started a war. When we went in, we said, hey, guys, you're going to be a Western democracy now. They didn't like that. So they started a war. A lot of people don't like that. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think... Okay, so what do you think the Middle East looks like in 20 years? Exactly like it does now. And you think it'll look the same probably forever? For 100 years out. Maybe the Middle East will outlive all the other nations. <laughs> Maybe they figured it out that we just won't accept it. <laughs> yeah, they figured out that cattle farming and goat herding is the way to go. I don't know. Maybe they found the purpose in life. Something that a lot of people in the United States lack. I mean, we're... Purpose. If nothing changes in the West, we're probably 30 years from a serious collapse. Do you foresee a civil war? If stuff doesn't change, yeah. 
between what two parties? Do you think it's two parties, two factions? I think it'll be two. I think it'll be groups like the Proud Boys fighting groups like Antifa with the government sitting on the sideline saying, please stop. Yeah. It's a very dark episode. (laughs) I don't know if it's... No, we got our white pill in the beginning. Melee one, Elon Musk is fighting back. It's time to fight back. This is when you take control and get peace. But you said there is no, there's no such thing as peace. In our country, if we take complete control now and we change the society to be a Christian, democratic society, we will be good. We need to get rid of the communists. We need to get rid of all the nonsense that's invaded our culture. But freedom of religion is a—I mean, you adhere to the Constitution. Yeah, as a as a libertarian, you you strictly adhere to the Constitution. So yeah, if you you're saying that we're a Christian forced, nation, we are. We are Christian. We're predominantly a Christian nation. But do you think we should have freedom of religion, or do you think we should have? We should have. We should have freedom of religion. But the Constitution only works. Think John Adams said it for a moral and religious people. So now that we are not a moral and religious culture, the Constitution isn't going to work for us. So we need to go back to being a moral and religious people to have liberty and freedom. Yeah, Violence is never the answer. Violence and morality don't go coincide. No. So, I mean, I agree with you because the Israeli, the Israel and Palestine conflicts is an example of this. I mean, you've seen the riots on college campuses. I have. You've seen the stabbings, the shootings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is people are willing to die for their religion, though. And, yeah, and that goes to people are willing to die for their ideology. The BLM people That's are willing to die for BLM. Communists are willing to die for communist. Antifa is willing to die for Antifa. Well, people become their ideology, and that's not healthy. It's not a good idea to become your ideology. If you're self-consumed by your own ideas, then you're not a person. No, the founding fathers were were consumed by their ideology. Were they not good people? They were consumed by their ideology, but was it—that's not who they became. It is. They became— the founding fathers they founded a nation based on their ideologies but so that was their it, that was their successes that's not who they were depend they want to be remembered for that but that's not who they were i mean i don't know you have a good argument there <laughs> it I mean, I'm not, I'm, but i'm what, not saying it's a good thing depends on what ideology you're becoming for becoming your ideology if you're becoming a communist, I'd say you're following false promises and you're going to end up going down a dark path. If you're following libertarian ideologies like I do, I'd say you're doing something good. So what would you tell a nihilist? I'd say find God. <laughs> <laughs> what if they're not accepting of that? How could you live in a peaceful society? They can go live on their property, having their own beliefs, and I'll live on my property, having my own beliefs. And as long as and it only works in democracy. No, it doesn't work in democracy. It only it works does work in, in democracy libertarian if you're, society. If you're if you're able to separately, if you're able to live without the if impending you, actions of the government, then that works. 
Yeah, but if you one, can be a nihilist and live in society nowadays and be perfectly fine, you can live next to a Christian. If one group is voting to take control, you will have issues because groups will chat will fight for control to oppress the other. That's democracy. It's uh, tyranny of the majority. If fifty-one percent of the people want to destroy you and your forty-nine percent, you've got an issue. That is why we need to take power from the government and give it back to the individual so individuals can live on their own. Do you think a perfect state exists? Is no. there a perfect nation? No. America's as close as it gets. Do you think... Hmm. So we'll never achieve world peace and there's no such thing as a... <laughs> perfect country. No. Do you think there's a perfect life? Yep. What do you think the perfect life is? Praying to God and going to heaven. So it's the after the fact. Yeah. On earth, your point is to be challenged and to stay moral. If you do that and you successfully fulfill those challenges, you have a perfect afterlife. I'd like to know... I know we're not really talking about the news, but this is this is just interesting to me because it it kind of molds well with all the things that we've talked about. But sometimes I wake up and I think life's beautiful, and then other mornings I wake up and I think it's a cruel joke. Reading the news makes the world seem more like a cruel joke. So if you could give any advice to people our age... I know you talked about how they should read the news, but do you think that's healthy? Yeah, you should read the news, but you should also read the Bible, and you should also keep a strong belief. If, you, if you're reading the news and you don't know what you believe, you'll be swayed by whatever comes up. If you keep your belief structure strong and you read the news, you can look at it through the eyes of your belief and understand the world better. Um, I, don't, I don't know I'm not so certain I think you can leave a perfectly happy life and never read the news because if you're a libertarian why do you need to read the news if you live in a libertarian state which we don't in theory you wouldn't really ever have to read the news if you live maybe in a, there's maybe yeah. there's local news maybe just to see what your community is doing but if social media exists then not yeah, really you want to know what your community is doing you'd want to know what your country is doing and you want to know what the world is doing so you can plan your own life accordingly but if the entire world were libertarians then you wouldn't need the news <laughs> no everybody's just doing what they, everybody's it's just never doing gonna happen now. <laughs> yeah but that's your perfect state if the whole world was if the whole world just if everyone each left each other alone and traded their commodities. Then the world would be perfect. Yes. Well, my perfect world is a military dictatorship. <laughs> and I love Stalin. Well, a, I thought it was beautiful. But power is so beautiful, though. A military... Why would you want to leave? If you had the option to be a military dictator or live on a farm... And never have any human contact. Which one would you choose? Live on a farm and no contact. No, but you, no, you wouldn't. A military dictatorship and a libertarian society aren't 
exclusive. You could have a military dictatorship where the military just says, hey, everyone just leave each other alone. So it depends who the individual in power is. Have you ever heard of the Ring of Gyges? No. I can't remember which political philosopher introduced it. It was in a book, I think. It may it may have been Plato. In um let's see, I don't want to get that wrong. Like a Schmitz listening to the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> He's the one who told me about it. But I, I I think it's yeah, lessons from Plato. Plato talked about it. Essentially it's a ring that hmm. It gives you all power without impunity. So you could have would you could have all the power of the world to do whatever you want. Basically you're God, but on earth. You can't meddle with anything outside of earth, but you have all power. Would you wear that ring? Yes. And if so, what would you do with it? I would make everyone leave each other alone. <laughs> so you would call for world peace? Yeah. I don't know. That ring. I don't think you'd do that. That ring doesn't exist, though, so it's... <laughs> I know, but it's fun to think about. World peace is not ever going to happen, but it's fun to think about. Yeah. <sighs> Meanwhile, we just spend our days seeing what new case Trump's they're bringing against Trump. Yeah, now they're just calling him a fascist again. We've gone full circle. Well, at first he was colluding with the Russians, and now he's inflating the price of his condo in New York. So oh, yeah. well, what for- a shift. Once once they realized that was all bullshit, they're well, like... Well, first he was a fascist, then he was a Russian agent, then he was a fascist again, then he was a Ukrainian agent. Now he's a, then he was an insurrectionist, and now he's just someone doing real estate fraud. <laughs> Once they realized that, yeah. Once they realized that all of it was bullshit, they were like, "That had six bathrooms, not four. <laughs> yeah, it's not an office if it has a window and a shower." They've also, they're saying that if Trump wins again, he won't give up the office. That doesn't work because he gave up the office last time. Or they're saying if Trump wins, he's going to be a military oh dictator. Oh my god! But he's been—he was president for four years and never became a dictator. <laughs> yeah, the economy was great. That we had no wars. Yeah, you—you you can't come and say if Trump—if Trump wins, all this bad stuff is going to happen when he was president before and none of it happened. Biden's going to be eighty-one. So no, he's already eighty-one. Hit. When was his yeah, birthday? Yeah, his birthday a few days ago, I think. Oh, I didn't know his birthday. Yeah, he, he had a birthday cake with 81 candles on it, and that picture went viral. <laughs> it's a cake Jesus. that's not big enough for 81 candles, so it looks like the cake's just on fire. Is <laughs> <laughs> there being an age limit to be able to be president? No, there should there should be voting. There should be free and fair voting without machines in the way. <laughs> So the only way to free for free voting is that just on paper. Yes, paper ballot, paper in person ballots. You don't want people to count each ballot, though, do you? Or do you want a machine to count it? I want three There's fair room people. To fuck up in both. I'd say the machine could. So if I nothing think a machine hacked, is worse. You think the machine's worse? Yeah. Have you seen the people that work the polls? Yeah, I have, and I think if you have three people counting a ballot. With a clicker, you're going to get less error than millions of machines across the country 
that are open to hacking. Okay, then what about all the people that just won't count the votes? Like they'll just throw them away because they though they make some claim that they're invalid. So they're just like, yeah, whatever. I'm not That's counting this. That's why you have a lawyer at every polling place and more than one person counting it from different political parties. Yeah, I think the cops shouldn't instead of being outside should be inside, yeah, observing and making sure there's no. Or shady I don't, stuff going I don't on. Think, I think lawyers, because lawyers can bring lawsuits. Like in 2024, after this election, there will be so many lawsuits. People are already, they're already prepping their theories and everything. There will be thousands and thousands of lawsuits in every state for the election. The against both. There's going to be people that are going to sue the Trump campaign. People are going to sue the Biden campaign. Depending on who wins the state, they're going to send their lawyers in, and it's not going to be a real election. It's just going to be a bunch of lawyers arguing. Did you see where Musk was talking about um, his goal for the 2024 presidential election in relation to X? No. Basically, he was. I mean, he said the obvious. He just said, "I want it to be as transparent." Transparent as possible. Yeah, the, the fact that we don't we don't know the code in the machines and pipes burst and maybe dead people voted and laws were changed and all the nonsense that happened. Well, the censoring of the lap Biden laptop story is that too. That that, that contributed. They that contributed, I think, heavily to Biden winning. Yeah, they would have. Uh, a poll showed it would have swayed the election by seven points. Damn. I think Biden won by like two points, maybe even half a point. So Trump would have won in a landslide if they'd let the laptop story go. But they said it was Russian disinformation. FBI and CIA people, people, um, people employed by the FBI and CIA came out and said, yeah, this is Russian disinformation. Don't run with the story. They were working with the Democrats. Yeah, they were. <laughs> A government agent was working for yeah, they were, a political party. They but were that's, always since, ha- that's always happened. But this was one of the, mo- the clear examples of it. Yeah, they and did, one that they did it with Clinton influenced. in 2016 to get Trump. They did it Trump's entire presidency. The administrative state was hampering him at every level. Trump ordered the troops out of Syria. The generals went to him and said, yep, our soldiers are out of Syria. So Trump came out and said, the soldiers are out of Syria. And then a video of American soldiers in Syria came out, and people are like, oh, Trump lied about that. And Trump's like, no, I ordered this. They told me wrong. Apparently, Milley was also trying to get Trump to invade Iran randomly. (laughs) (laughs) Milley's just a warmonger. Yeah, he wanted to keep his job. (laughs) Well, war is what keeps jobs. If not, they'll just yep. reduce the size of the military. Promotion equals with. promotion. Conflict is fun, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's a beauty in, in conflict. Well, there's not. It's a bunch of death and murder. Well, not and anymore. when you look at it 30 it years later, cool. you can think it's cool. It's, it's no, it's not. It's it's horrible. <laughs> I know it is horrible. I haven't experienced war, so I can <laughs> blindly say that it's cool. But war, I mean, it's hell. It is hell. <laughs> In war, but wasn't there something romantic about like World War Two? No, we fighting the Nazis. Millions destroying of civilians died. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say it was a good thing. I'm just saying, isn't there something romantic about the guy? You know. Going off into the war, getting drafted, being infantry, you know, storming the beach, 
storming Normandy, killing those Nazis who killed millions of innocent people in the camps. There's something beautiful about that. Dropping the nuclear bomb on all those innocent people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that wasn't too good. Yeah, support, but supporting your country and going to fight your, for your country is an honorable thing to do. Wanting war is not does not equate to that. And saying that war is beautiful does not equate to that. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not beautiful. I said there's. I did say it was beautiful, but there's something romantic about it. The wars now are romantic. I would, I would you say just throw honorable. At each other. I would say honorable, not romantic. It's funny how it's honorable for the people who get drafted, but it's not honorable for the generals who are making all the decisions. The generals making the decisions are a lot of the times not the greatest. Well, the senators are the ones who are calling, you know, the senator's sons aren't the ones who are going to fight. Yeah, it's like that one song. Yeah. Credence Clearwater got it right. <laughs> what? It'd be cool if there was a song about all this. <laughs> yeah, I know. And somehow that's like the most, that's like the badass song that everybody plays in the Vietnam movies. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's super patriotic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the world, I mean, it's insane. I, you follow, I mean, I follow the news, but you follow it like the day-to-day hourly updates more than I do. Um, Apparently, Elon Musk is pushing Pizzagate. I saw an article in the CNN reposted that. That's not real. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not real. At most, he said, he tweeted something random about it but he's not supporting the idea of Pizzagate other than the fact that Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton definitely flew on the flight with Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein to his island I'm not suicidal he did it multiple times <laughs> How many, what was the flight log like 26 times he flew on Epstein's yes, plane he was, he, was, he was hanging out on that island a lot there was, there was a Epstein pain. did something with the Victoria's Secret CEO yeah, what did he do? Did a lot of stuff he, with a lot of people. I know he worked with them. I don't. I don't remember what it was. I watched the document. There was a really good documentary on it. I think it was on Netflix. Did you ever watch it? It's awesome. I mean, it get, it details a lot of the people that he like was around. He talked about all the business transactions, like. I think it was Victoria's Secret. I don't want to get this wrong, but oh, then yeah. again, who cares? He's dead. And she, you know, that one crazy bitch is in jail. I think he got like some random... Well, because the FBI, they tracked through Chase Bank all of the wire transfers. And he got like a couple million dollars from the Victoria's Secret CEO. Like just for no reason. Like he was... He kept getting these transactions of like millions of dollars from random CEOs and politicians. Did you see the thing with Chase Bank? And uh, I think he I think worked a year and a half ago. I think he worked with Chase Bank to yeah, like try so, and hide all of the. So Chase transfers. Bank was being investigated by um, the Bahamas government. Joe Biden flew there in the middle of this investigation, and when Joe Biden left, they called off the investigation. <laughs> Hmm. So, <laughs> you, think, you think Biden flew to? You think he was on Epstein's island? Yes, hundred percent. You think Trump was? Hundred <laughs> percent. I think every influential person in America was on that island at some point and was uh, compromised by them. 
Well, there's video. I mean, there's pictures of Trump and Epstein like being all buddy buddy, yeah. like at parties and stuff. Yeah, Trump. Trump was in the Hollywood circles his entire career. So he probably had something to do with what was going on with Epstein. That's probably why the files weren't released under Trump. Well, my career goal is getting into Bohemian Grove, so. That's that's a good goal. Go watch the fake, quotes, <laughs> child, <laughs> fact, child, <laughs> child sacrifices. <laughs> that's it's definitely not fake. All you got to do is just be a billionaire and just get in with... I think Eisenhower was in Bohemian Grove. Yeah, Bohemian Grove was a big place for Republicans. Yeah. Bush was there. Both Bushes were there. It's kind of sketchy. I think Cheney was there. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Nixon was there. <laughs> God damn it. Um, you know, that's what's crazy about the Epstein case, because that's like the only child trafficking um, case where the names of the people who they trafficked to were never released. Do you think they'll ever release it? I don't think it's the only. I think it is the biggest one, though. Maybe not. The, yeah. I think if we get someone like Vivek Ramaswamy in office, all everything is being released. How do you even get it released? Because who own like who has the inform who has the most information well, on the, the FBI, FBI would have it now. Uh, FBI, DOJ both have it. So it just takes a president saying, "Hey, we're going to declassify all of this to do it." Right now, it's classified, so we can't get access to it. There's that there's freedom of information acts that people are trying to get access to it, but they've been denied so far. I'm surprised no president has tried to reverse the Patriot Act. Like, has been successful in doing that. Well, there's only been four since the Patriot Act, and none of them really wanted to. I think Vivek would be the closest person to do it. I bet you love the Patriot Act, don't you? So much. I like that the <laughs> government can spy on me all the time. Yeah. I mean, with in the age of social media, there's no... Even if there wasn't the Patriot Act, I mean, there's, there's no going around. Well, it's, it is illegal for them to collect your data. It is not illegal for the social media accounts to collect your data and then for the FBI to go to them and say, hey, do you have this data? Give it to us or we're going to subpoena you. Well, they, can, they sell your data, too, to third yeah, parties. That, too. And with the uh, Twitter files, we saw that the CIA and FBI were both actively participating in Twitter doing the nonsense. Well, I don't know about you, John, but I think that wraps up today's podcast. It does. It's pretty successful. Wraps it up for this week. We'll be back next Thursday. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Eat lots of food. Destroy the government. All right. Mm -hmm. See y'all.